welcome to the Taney Love Church Podcast. Our desire is to gather, train, and send those who are called to the kingdom. We hope this message inspires, uplifts, and equips you to fulfill the call that God has placed in your life. Thanks again. God bless. So we've been talking about our words for the last four weeks or so. And do you guys know what it means when I say that it's grown on me? Does that make sense? Like this started out as like a, uh, a message I, I was going to just do one Sunday, and that was five weeks ago, right? And it seems everywhere I've been listening to over the last – five weeks I am hearing this principle and it's growing in me in in the magnitude of its importance in our lives and its importance to the plan that God has for us and I've titled these messages eat your words that's what the Lord gave me and he asked me to paint a, a paint a picture and that picture was if everything that came out of your mouth created a plate of food in its value and nutrients, when you ate of it, would it be good to you or would it be detrimental to you? And he gave me a couple different analogies, and we've been talking about that. And I gave you scriptures. Proverbs 18, 20 through 21 says, Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 13, 2 says, The fruit of a man's mouth, uh, sorry, the fruit of a man's lips he eats of. In James 3, uh, all of James 3, you should read that chapter. It, it talks about how the tongue controls the whole body, like the bit of a horse's mouth or the rudder of a big ship. It also, also says in that passage of James that a man's stomach is satisfied by every word that comes out of his mouth. And what the Lord said is, you know, you create this plate of nutrients every day with what comes out of your mouth and you eat of it. Like you don't get, you don't get to say, oh, I see this plate. It doesn't, it's not looking so good today. Maybe I won't eat this. You don't have an opportunity to not eat it because you've already spoken it out of your mouth. And so what I want I want to kind of show you is this image of a scale, okay? All right? And the the word says that the mouth is like a rudder. Now, the rudder of a boat is not a large thing. It might be in comparison to you, but into comparison in comparison to the boat, it's not big, right? It's actually one of the smallest parts on a boat. And 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 the reason I like the I like the depiction of a rudder because it takes time to turn a ship. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Takes time. So if you have this scale, and on this side it is what God would say, because we started to get into that last week, was are you saying what God is saying? Are your words lining up with his words, both, both the word and words he gives you about yourself and your future and your life and your plan? On this side we have his words, and on this side we have what I'll call idle words, Okay. And if you're trying to turn a ship, you need to be you need to have the steering wheel or the mast turn in a specific direction, right? Okay? So you need to have it needs to be weighted on one side. You need to have the steering wheel or mast or controls. I've never driven a big ship, so I'm not exactly sure how it works, if it's levers or pulleys or how it works, you know. But you need to have it turn to one side 
to continually make this turn. Now, when you first start the turn, you're not automatically at your destination, right? It doesn't just happen there. It takes time to make that turn. So that's why you have to have a lot, of, you have to have most of your words weighted in, all of them should be, that's what, that's what is said in James, is, is that if anyone can control what comes out of his mouth, he's made perfect. That's what the scripture says. It's the very first, the very first part of James chapter 3. You should read it for yourself. I've been doing your homework for you for four weeks, now you can do it. How about that? Very first part of James 3, read it. It says that, it says, if any man can control what he says, he is made perfect. So we need to continually speak what God says. We need to continually put weight in and understand the importance of our words matching up with his words and saying only what he says. Because what happens if you've got that ship fully cranked to the left, but then you start speaking a little bit and going to the right? How does that affect the pathway of that ship? Start getting off a little bit. Now, what do you need to do to get back? Start going back the other direction. It's not immediate. It doesn't happen instantly. And you should be thankful that it doesn't. Why would you say that, Micah? Because you don't have control of your tongue yet. Let's, let's just have a little exercise here, okay? What would happen if God put 100% of his power behind every word that came out of your mouth? See, because here's the deal. A lot of people want God to back up what they're saying. I have scripture that says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And I, when I speak something, gosh darn it, it should happen. Well, what, what about the other stuff you speak? Ephesians 4 and verse 21. I'd like you guys all to turn there. We're going to read... Oh, Lord, I was going to read like most of this chapter, but for the sake of time, we might cut it down a little bit. I, I want you all to read like 21 through the end of this chapter, but for the sake of time, let's go to verse 29. Can you guys promise to read the rest of this? Don't you lie to me. Okay. You lied in church before God. So, I mean, you said that in church before God, so don't you lie. Read the rest of this chapter, at least from verse 17 to the end of this chapter. But verse 29 says, Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those that hear it. Can you pull this up on the New King James for me, Nancy? 29. You're good. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. I like this version. It's a little bit more, it's got a little more oomph to it, right? He, he's literally telling us not to let corrupt communication come out of our mouth. What would be considered corrupt? Anything that's opposite of what God would say is what I would consider corrupt. If it is not the words of the Bible, if it's not what God has said, it, there, see, there's no kind of gray area with God, right? It's either good or not, right? So corrupt communication would be anything 
that isn't beneficial. It, e- it even says what is, what is good for necessary edification. Edification is necessary. It's Im- it's Im- it's, it is needed. It is important. It should be happening. That it may impart grace to those that hear it. That no corrupt communication, no corrupt word, not a single word that is corrupt should come out of your mouth. I want you to, I want you to, this morning, I want you to think about what would happen if God put all of his power behind every word that I say, okay? Let's go to Matthew 12. (laughs) We're going to start, where do I want to start? Y'all have time? Yeah, we'll just start in verse 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, by the way, if you don't know the context of this. If you go back to the beginning, the, Jesus was walking through grain fields, and the disciples were picking grain, and they were eating, and they were like, they have dirty hands, they're defiling themselves, and so this is part of Jesus' response. Um, So verse 33, either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We were talking about this a couple weeks ago when we talked about what is input into our into our minds and into our souls, controls what comes out of us. The good, uh, the good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Oh, snap. For by your words you will, you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Will you pull this up in the New King James for me as well, Nancy? Just those last couple verses, starting on verse 36. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. 37, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Well, Micah, don't we have grace? Don't we have a God that forgives our sins? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely we do. And thank God for it. <laughs> thank the Lord for it. But you're still going to be judged by the words that you speak, and this is happening every day. So what would happen if God put 100% of his power and ability behind every word that you spoke? Okay? So I sent a text message out this week to some people, and I said, why don't you give me some sayings that people say that would fall under this category of idle words? Would you like me to read some of them to you? I got some good ones. Ever heard this one? When it rains, it pours. These kids are driving me nuts. 
oh, that's just my bad knee acting up. Don't mind me, I have a bad back. You know, cancer runs in my family. It's, it's just something I'm going to have to deal with. It's hereditary. Man, I can't handle this. I'm losing my mind. I rebuke all these in the name of Jesus. I'm just using this as an example, okay? I'm not speaking this up. Yeah. My allergies always seem to act up this time of year. This was one of my favorite ones. Man, I'd just die for a cheeseburger. <laughs> you might. You're right. You just might. You just might. <laughs> Man, I always lose things. If my head wasn't attached, I'd probably lose it. Man, I just love you to death, which is such a weird thing to say to somebody. Man, this is killing me. You know, it's always something. I just can't stand that. I can't take it anymore. Well, there goes my day. I just don't have enough time. Money is burning a hole in my pocket. That was hilarious. You all are just too much. You know, I can never remember people's names. I can always remember faces, but I can't remember their names. (laughs) So what would happen if God put 100% of his power behind that? Man, these kids are driving me nuts. Well, now you're crazy. (laughs) You literally need to be put into an insane asylum. I'm losing my mind. Same thing happens. It's killing me. Dead. On the spot, right there. I always lose things, and you never find stuff. Here's why it's important. This is what the Lord told me this week. He said, Micah, if you'll begin to value your words, so will I. He said, if you'll begin to value what you say, so will I. Because I'm, think, I'm very thankful that God doesn't put 100% of his power behind the words that we say because we haven't learned to bridle our tongue yet. But what, what would happen... He, he said in the scripture, in Matthew later on, he said, whoever would say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt, it will be done for him. There's actually a place that we can get to if we can learn to control our words that what comes out comes to pass. Now, that will probably require a lot less talking, <laughs> which is probably best for all of us. <laughs> That's probably perfectly acceptable. It's, it's okay to not have an opinion. Well, what's your opinion on the current political climate? I don't have one. Well, come on, sure you do. Everyone does. Not me. I can't afford to have one. We literally can't. Does that mean you should be ill-informed or not understand or shouldn't vote? Stop. You're taking this way too far. Calm down. Take a breath. Pray. Do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. It's as simple as that. Pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, speak peace upon them, speak life. Because what, what would happen if God valued so, so mu- your words so much that you can begin to speak life over other people? I mean, okay, we have a nation that is, a large majority is Christian, and when it comes to the current political climate, are they speaking life or are they speaking death? So nothing's changing because... <laughs> I'm not trying to step on any toes here. 
but you're you want something to change but the thing that the the mode that god gave you to bring transformation you're using to curse does that make sense well i i hope the best for him first of all you're using the word hope wrong <laughs> and that's like have you ever has anyone have you ever heard anyone say well you know just bless you and it doesn't feel like a bless you and it feels like a something else you like that's not you know, in, intent has nothing to do with it. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. But what you say can actually and should have power. Huge, huge portion of our country, especially those that claim to be Christians, are simply complaining. Well, it's just not right, and it shouldn't be so, and we have to take a stand. How? How do you take a stand? <laughs> yeah, that's what they're doing. You don't take a stand by worrying, by praying, by, by complaining, by going to your prayer group and just complaining to one another about the current political system. You speak. You put prayer into action. Okay, Lord, how would you have me pray over this situation? Father, what would you have me say over this situation? What would you have me do? How should, I, how should I see this, Father? What would you have me say? What, what would happen if every single believer could actually understand the power behind their words and start speaking life over our nation? You would see some things change quickly. Now, I'm not saying that our nation is the most important thing. I'm just saying it's something that people are very aware of, so it's a good example. There's a lot more important things than the United States of America. Don't get mad at me. Okay? It's one part of a massive world. It is important, but it's not the most important. Everyone breathe. It's okay. I still love you. Like, we're all going to be friends. It's okay. If you're going to send me hate mail, that's fine. I just don't have to read it. Not a problem. Easy. I can delete. It's just a swipe on my cell phone. Delete. Yeah. Put in the suggestion. That's why we don't have a suggestion box. <laughs> is that the trash can? That's the suggestion box. What would happen if God put 100% of his power behind your words? What would happen? What would that look like? Because, see, I know based on what the word has told me that our words can and should have greater power than they do right now. But the reason that they don't is because out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. How, do you want God to put more weight on the blessing part and less weight on the cursing part? That's not how it works. That's not how it works. If, if you begin to understand and you begin to learn to bridle your tongue and you speak life, it, he, we, we, are, we literally just read that no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Don't let anything that is corrupt come out of your mouth because edification is necessary. How could you edify your leaders? In church, in your job, in the nation, politically, how can you edify them? Does complaining edify them? No. What about your spouse? What about your kids? What about your coworkers? What about your parents? What about your mom? Man, my sister, she just drives me crazy. Not me. That's an example. I'm putting a disclaimer on that one, okay? My sister does not drive me crazy. She's a blessing to me, okay? Both of them are. I mean, think about things that people say. That it, it just sometimes just in passing. It's so weird. Have you ever watched two people like get together and within a few minutes they're just comparing ailments in their lives? Oh, Compar comparing issues? 
That's what happens. Like, how, how long does it take a conversation to turn to, well, you know, my cousin Nancy, she, you know, she's been battling cancer for 42 years or for however many years, and she's dead. Oh, yeah, my grandmother died. She did of this thing. Yeah, you know, my, my back was okay, but I had this surgery, and this thing hurts, and that did this. Yeah, mine too. I did, you know, if you do this thing, it relieves some. It's just like, bleh, bleh. Stop. Sh- shut up. Stop. You don't understand. Like, stop it. Quiet. Yeah. But how, how can that same person go into a situation in prayer and ask, the, and ask the Lord to be in that when they're using the same mouth to speak the, the garbage they were just speaking? How can you even have faith that God will, that, that God will, will operate through your words? Mike, are you saying that God won't operate? That's not what I'm saying. But I'm asking you as an individual, we are supposed to have faith, right? We are supposed to stand. We are supposed to put on the armor. That doesn't happen passively. You can't just like read the scripture once. Yeah, I put on the shield of faith in uh, 2006, and that's been there ever since. That's not how it works. That's a daily thing, right? I put on the full armor of God when I got saved 16 years ago, and I'm, I'm still good. I'm, that's not how it works. You're, you're satisfied, and James literally says your stomach is satisfied by every word that comes out of your mouth. It says an entire forest can be set ablaze by a small spark, and it says your tongue is that spark. It is a daily thing. Every day, you need to control what is coming out of your mouth. How can you have great faith in what you're speaking if you're speaking death just as much as you're speaking life? I'm literally, I'm, I'm not, I'm like, I want to know, like, what's the mental process of that? Because when you begin to understand that God puts power behind what you say, you would really start controlling what you're saying. And I believe that this is happening. Since we've been talking about this, people have said, you know, it's funny, I catch myself saying things all the time, and I get a check in my spirit. Oh, I shouldn't be saying that. I shouldn't be saying that. And oftentimes, I'll speak the opposite over it, because I know that what's coming out of my mouth isn't blessing. That's good. I'm not asking for a, a church full of word police here. It's not your job to, connect your, to correct your neighbor or your brother unless they've asked you to do so. Your job is to take the speck out of the log out of your own eye first before you take the speck out of your brother's, right? Unless you have a brother that says, hey, listen, we have a close relationship. I, wa- I want you to help keep me accountable. If I speak something that's death, I want you to call me out on it. That's different. But your job is to, to judge yourself first, right? Yeah, judge yourself first. The Holy Spirit's in everyone, so he can tell everyone what they should and shouldn't be saying. Yeah, he's the Holy Ghost police. (laughs) Yeah, he's the chief of police. I like that. It's pretty good. But what, what would happen if God put all of his power behind every word that came out of your mouth? This, this, I like this. Um, would you pull that back up in, in Matthew, um, in the King James, where it said the idle words? I like the definition idle. Corrupt is good, too, but because uh, corrupt is a bad thing, but idle is just like, it's like filler. Okay. It's like just, your engine's just running and you're wasting gas. Yeah, yeah. When a car idles, you're not going anywhere. Where? It's just sitting there idling. Yeah, you're burning fuel. You're burning the ozone. I'm joking. Don't come out of me. Okay, you're burning fuel. You're just consuming resources and achieving nothing. That's what your words do. When you're not speaking or not saying what God says about the situation, we're supposed to speak life. We're supposed to call things 
that aren't away the way that they're supposed to be. Has anyone ever read that scripture? Right, so you wake up in the morning, okay, and the first thing you become aware of is a headache. Okay? What do you do? Because you have a couple options. One, shut the lights off, go back to bed, and hope that sleep will make it better. Two, get up and deal with it. That's just part of life. Okay? Or three, speak out your mouth to your head and tell it to go and then pay it no more attention the rest of the day. Because you realize that as out of your mouth you spoke what God said. Because he, he said you're healed. He said by the stripes that he took on his back 2,000 some years ago, you were healed Be, by that. Every whip that went, everything that went in his back and tore his flesh, that was so that you could not have a headache. Micah, Jesus died for things like cancer and liver disease and diabetes. He also died for headaches. Yep, all of it. Allergies, died for that too. All of it. So you can speak out of your mouth. You know what's, you know what's great to do when you start feeling stuff like that in the morning? is just to speak about how excited you are to be able to, oh man, I'm so excited for the day. Micah, I don't always feel excited. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's, that's why we speak out of our mouths, right? That's why we do these things. If you felt good all of the time, yeah, we're not even going to go down that road because it's not, it's not going to happen. You live in a fallen world. Th- th- what's awesome is that you can get to a place to where more frequently you're doing better and better every day. Because your words are steering the ship in the direction that God wants you to go, in the place that you want to go. And you don't have a headache every day when you get up in the morning. Now it's once a week. And eventually it's once a month. And eventually it's once a year. Because your words begin to manifest themselves in your life and the place where the enemy once messed with you, that shield's in place now. That shield of faith. Because it's coming out of your mouth. Understand that God wants to put his power behind your words. He, d- he desires that when you would speak life, with, I mean, okay. God created the world by speaking. He created it. And he gave us the same ability through him. You understand that? You, un- you understand that we can speak some of the same things that he spoke. You can tell a crooked back to straighten up in the name of Jesus, and it'll do it. You want to know how I know? Because I've seen it happen. I've watched a back straighten up. I've watched a kid in a wheelchair, and four seconds later, he's not in a wheelchair. Okay? I've seen it happen. His word, it's true. It's it's always been true. It always will be true. Okay? I literally watched uh, my cousin laying on the floor. I watched depression and suicide leave. The spirit of depression and suicide leave her body. Okay? Because it couldn't stay. Because what we spoke. God gave us the same ability. When Jesus cast out devils in the Bible, it's not just a fun story you should read about. It's a guidebook. It's what we should do. We have the same ability and power that, that, that Jesus did on this earth. Jesus said, you're going to do greater things than what I did. Je- I didn't say that. Jesus did. How? How can we get to that point? By controlling our mouth. By controlling our mouth. Man, when I, 
have you ever heard him say when I when I read the scripture, it's it's like it's like hard for me to get in there. Yeah, you're saying that. You're you just set you understand what just came out of your mouth. It's always hard for me. I just don't have time. There's not enough hours in the day. Stop all of that. You're not helping anyone, and you're not helping yourself. Well, between you know my husband and the job and the kids, when am I supposed to have any time for myself? First off, I would like you to show me a scripture that says you're supposed to have time for yourself, and then we can talk about that. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I didn't look at you specifically. I just kind of gave grace. You're supposed to have time with him alone, but time with yourself is, I don't know how that would be benefit. Just you and yourself sitting in a room complaining about things doesn't sound very good. <laughs> Because if it's just you and yourself and Jesus isn't there, I can't imagine that would be a very fun time for anyone involved. Understand that if you will put power behind your words, that, that God will too, that the Lord will too. He's desiring, he's desiring for us to be able to speak life and to speak truth. It's literally all through Scripture. When you are trying to learn and when you're learning about standing in faith, your mouth dictates a lot of your ability to stand. Well, I'm believing for such and such money to come in for this bill, or I'm believing for this thing to happen for this other thing. But you're constantly saying, man, I just don't know what, if it's going to work out. I just don't know if it's going to work out. You know, we prayed. I mean, I hope it does. But, you know, the Lord... In his great wisdom, if he doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to, you'll, you'll, you'll talk yourself out of faith. You know, you just never know what God's going to do. You just never know. You know, he, you know I know that the, what the word says, but sometime, sometimes it doesn't work out. And that's the Lord testing you. You know, he's putting you through trials when he doesn't allow you to pay your electric bill. It doesn't even make sense. It's wrong. It's anti-scriptural. That's like literally not even close to being correct. She's such a good amener. She's my favorite. But when we speak, when we when we stand and believe for faith for something, what comes out of our mouths should only be what God's promises are over the situation. Does that make sense? That in James, he's, that's what he says, out of the same mouth come blessing and cursing. So so what are you what are you putting weight on? Cuz here here's another awesome thing. When you can become convinced of the power of your word, you're going to see it start to work in your life. And it will, you'll, you'll be very cautious of what comes out of your mouth. You know, I don't think I'm going to say that. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. I've ever getting, I mean, there's been times when I'm getting ready to say something and I just get a check in my spirit. <laughs> Shh, nope. Okay, don't say that. I used to talk a lot more than I talk now. And I know some of you are looking at me going, I don't know that that was possible. It was. I promise you it was. I used to talk a lot more than I talk now. And there are a lot, and I find myself, the older I get and the more I begin to understand, I find myself listening way more than I used to. When I, when I was younger, I was a middle child and I was always eager to be part of conversations. And I kind of found myself on the outside of a lot of my siblings' friend groups and stuff. So I was always waiting for a chance to say something. And so when people were talking, all my brain was doing was thinking of something to say. 
I wasn't think I wasn't listening to what they were saying, I, and I was waiting for an opportunity just to say anything. And I used to talk so fast when I was a kid because if I had seven seconds, I was gonna get as many words in as possible as quickly as I can because that was all I was gonna get to speak for that you know however many sections of time, two minutes, four minutes, whatever. Because it was either with my older siblings' friends or my younger siblings' friends. So it'd be very very quick. But I find myself, as I'm getting older, listening a lot more. And sometimes I'll just say, I'll just be sitting there, there'll be a group of people, and I'm not saying we're talking about things of the Lord or not, but I'll literally just say, Lord, is there anything I need to say here? And if he doesn't say anything, do you know what I do? Just stay quiet. There's been times when people are talking incorrectly about Scripture. Maybe they have some bad teaching or bad view or just are ignorant. And I'll still ask the Lord, Lord, am I supposed to say something here? Am I supposed to get involved? And if he doesn't tell me to, you know what I do? I don't. Because the Holy Spirit will show you and put you in a position. And when you begin to understand, I was, I was having a conversation with someone this week about a situation. And I said, you know, we, we can use our own wisdom and understanding to try to figure out the solution for this problem. I said, but what I want to do is I want to know what God would say about it. Because it is really easy. I'm sure that all of us could get together and there would be a situation and we could figure it out, right? We would talk. We would do a little negotiation. I think we should do this. I think we should do that. And we could probably come, hopefully, to an agreement of what we were going to do over a situation. And I'm not even saying that that's bad, but is that what God would have us do? Because I literally said, I want to know what God would say about this situation. Because once, once we know that, now we know what we're going to do and what we're going to say. And we're only going to do and say what he said over the situation. That's it. No other form of communication is allowed over that situation because we know what he said and we know what he told us to do. And your words are lining up with his words. You understand? There's power and there's weight there. And, and words begin to operate. The ship begins to turn. And it takes time sometimes because that's how you learn. That's why I said you should be thankful that God doesn't put all of his power behind every word that you say. Have you ever said something in passion might be the right word. Maybe you're impassioned or you're upset or something happens or and you just react. The first thing, like oh, that person, that, you know what, they could just drop dead. I don't even care. I've never said that. I'm just saying I've heard, I'm sure you have never said that or even thought it. N right? Say, not me. Okay, good. But, well, I mean, I, I, our, our words actually matter. Our words act, and, and if you look at culture, it's, it's, it's the, the demeaning of our, they used to mean something a lot more when we were, when, when our, when our parents were kids and when our grandparents were kids like you didn't just say stuff like we're like even in biblical times like you didn't just name your kid something because you enjoyed it. it names had meaning every letter of that name had a meaning because people understood the weight of words it's it's literally what has created the world around us words when god spoke he created he created with his words he used his words to create 
When you speak, it's supposed to do the same thing. When you speak, it creates and manifests that. Whatever you're saying is going to manifest in your life. Now, you may be sitting here and you may think, man, I've been saying this thing wrong for a long time. Okay? It might take a little while for that ship to get turned from where it's been. You understand? So you have to be purposeful about speaking the opposite. I, uh, I, I was homeschooled most of my life, all of my life. I don't know why I said most. <laughs> all of it was homeschooled. And when I was younger, I had, a, I had an insecurity about it. I, lit- I literally thought that I was dumber than other people because of that. Now, I had zero proof of that. But the enemy had began, begun to lie to me, and I began to believe that I was not a very good leader, that I was a good, I used to say this all the time, you know what, I make a good, like, second in command. I make a good support. That's, I literally used to come out of my mouth all of the time. So what happened when God said, okay, I want you to be a pastor? That kind of changes all that. Well, I've been saying this other thing, but now God is saying this thing. So I'm confronted with the reality I've created for myself for 15 years, then God is saying the opposite. I had to make some changes pretty quick. This is about five years ago. I had to make some changes really, really quick, seven years ago. Because I began to, I, I, I re, now I had heard teaching about your words, but sometimes you just say things so long and you're so, you become so convinced of a thing because of how you were raised or what was growing up or what your parent, you, you know, you just become ingrained that way. Like there's a stigma, like online, like there's a joke that like the middle child, there's this like thing right about him and people just believe it. And they just accept that as part of their identity or the firstborn, or the oldest. And it's become these things that are culturally acceptable, and we just, okay, that sounds right. I'll just take that on. That becomes part of who I am. And it's so wrong. It's not even, that one that, one that was really, was really hit me strong was that word hereditary. Well, my aunt had breast cancer, and she passed away from it. And my mom had breast cancer. My grandma had breast cancer. I have a 72% chance of getting breast cancer. What? kind of death are you speaking out of your mouth i actually have actually a close friend of of my wife's growing up she kind of she she was i would say she she was kind of a she was kind of a hippie person she really just loved people and loved life and she said i want to i want to live life to the fullest she's like but she said it out of her mouth i'd be i'd be surprised if i make it past 21 she said it all the time she died in a car accident when she was 20 years old she said it all the time. I'm just going to live life to the fullest, but if I, I'd be surprised if I make it past 21. She said it all of the time. She died in a car accident when she was 20 years old. She got T-boned and died instantly like that. Your words have power. And the devil would like nothing more than to convince you to say something that isn't part of who you are or your identity. You know, this hereditary thing is a big one because people believe that you know, all my family, up six, 16 generations, have all dealt with high blood pressure. So if we, get it, if we start managing it now, I'm not going to have to deal with it when I'm older. Yeah, you manage it by speaking out of your mouth. Also, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you got a new bloodline. You, you were adopted into a new family. You, you don't have to have the same curse that's been oppressing your family for umpteen generations. You don't have to accept that at all. And it happens by controlling your mouth, controlling your words. What you say 
actually matters. Go back one verse for me, Nancy. Every idle word men may speak, they will give account for it. Do you want to be held accountable for every word that you say? Just just asking. Would you like to be held accountable for every word that comes out of your mouth? Well, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. That's why I said thank God for grace. But let's, let's not just live this way until we die and rely on grace. Let's change this now. Let's transform this now. Let's start being purposeful about this now. It's important what we say. This is why we have a confession for our church. It is why we say things. We confess with our mouths what the Lord has said. It's important. It's impactful. And it changes and transforms our lives. Just because your family dealt with it, just because your mother or father, just because they dealt with it, just because, I mean, you have to understand we don't have to accept anything other than this book. If it's not in here, you don't have to accept it. Your words have power. And the sooner and the more impactful you can recognize those things, the greater power they will have in your life to transform yourself and your surroundings. Ever heard this one? No matter what I do, I just can't seem to get ahead. It's a bad one, <laughs> but it's a good bad one. Every, I, I feel like I'm taking one step forward and two steps back. That is so common. I started it, and all y'all knew how to finish that. Why? Why? Why is that such a common? It's so bad. That's literally just you going backwards one step every day. That's literally the result of that. That's literally saying, I'm just going backwards in life. That's all that that saying is saying. But, but the thing is, is like the enemy lies to you and tells you there's optimism in that. Oh, no, you're going forward first. So, you know, you are doing something in life. No, you're just going one step backwards. That's just, you're just going backwards. Two steps back is counteracting the one step forward and then adding a step back, right? That's how my homeschool math works, right? One minus two is negative one, right? We're all on the same page? Okay, cool. Told you I wasn't stupid. When we, when we speak, our, our words need to carry weight with us. We don't need to just say things all the time. We don't have to just respond to people when they put pressure on us. You don't always have to have an opinion. You don't always have to know things. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. In fact, the smartest person in the room is usually the person that's the quietest. It's usually the person who, who is not speaking the most, who doesn't have to be the one that's heard, who doesn't need to have the last say. Let them have the last say. Let them speak evil. I mean, I don't want them to. You, you don't have to stand up for yourself. Well, you know, this is, this is my God-given right, bless God to blah, blah, blah. Stop. That's, stop. Shh. Calm down, okay? It's not your God-given right, okay? I'll say this, and then you can just take it, okay? I've said it before. Stop applying your American freedoms to your Christianity. Okay. Do you have freedom of speech as a Christian? Do you have it? Is it a right? 
do you have the right to freedom of speech as a Christian? So is it your God-given right? The Canadian can't say anything in the room. You can stay back there. <laughs> She's back there cheering us on. You do not have freedom of speech as a believer. You don't have it. Okay? Yes, you live in one of the freest countries in the world. Yes, we have great freedoms afforded to us by what our forefathers had formed, and it's a great nation that was formed because God gave us an opportunity, and I love living here. However, your American rights do not apply to your Christianity. Okay, Christianity is not a democracy. Do you think you get a vote in what God wants you to do with your life? It's a theocracy. It's a theocracy, which means there's a Godhead, there's a king, and what he says is true and right and just. And the sooner our, our sayings, our words, our lives can line up with that future, that hope, and that plan, it'll go way easier for us. It'll be so much better. You'll find yourself in a position that you never dreamed were possible. I never had dreams of a young man of being a pastor. Never happened. I know that's not the case with everyone, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad or good. It was never on my plan. If you asked me when I was five, I wanted to be a, a cop or I wanted to be a firefighter, right? And all through my teens, I had no clue what I wanted to do. No idea. Except for I wanted to get married and I wanted to have kids. I knew that. That's all that I knew. So this thing, th this is not, like, I haven't been fighting and trying to strive for this thing my whole life. I'm not coming against anyone who does. If God gave you a vision and God gave you a plan, good, follow it, just use your words. But this simply happened by me saying, okay, Lord, you obviously know better than I do. You, you say what he says, when he says it, and how he says it. You find out what he would say over the situation, over, over, this, over the, the area, over the realm, whether it comes to politics, whether it comes to your family, how it comes to your life. God, what would you have me say about this? What would you have me say? And then, well, he hadn't told me anything yet. Then you know what you should do? Shut your yapper. <laughs> Put the squeeze on your chatterbox, right? Like, don't just wait, wait, wait. And then... When he tells you what to say and what to do, you say it. Mike, does that mean I can't talk to people? I'm not saying that. You don't have to be a mute, but you should pay attention to how you communicate and what you say. And if you ask the Holy Spirit to help you in this, he'll do it. He'll convict you. I believe he's already started in all of, your, in all of our lives. I know that he's done for me at least. But if you ask him, Lord, show me what I should and shouldn't be saying, when you say something, he'll put a check mark on it. Hey, that's, that's one of those things you shouldn't be saying anymore. That's one of those things you shouldn't be saying anymore. That's what you should say. He'll do it. He'll help you to begin to speak life over your life, speak peace over your life. It's important for us to pay attention to this. What would happen if you had a plate of food and everything you spoke, whether life or death, was put onto that plate and you had to eat it every day? What would be, what would be on that plate? How nutritious would it be? Would it be good for you? What if you had to feed it to your kids, to your wife, to your neighbor? Would it be beneficial to them? What if what came out of your mouth controlled how healthy the president was, controlled the policies that he made, 
controlled decisions he made? What if what came out of your mouth controlled your boss's decision? And it got quiet. It does. It does. It does. We have we've been talking about it for five weeks. Micro, I wasn't here for all five weeks. You know what's great? We have this podcast. Okay, it's on Spotify and it's on Apple and Anchor and a few other ones. You, it's free. You just go on there, and you can get caught right back up. No charge. It's for free. Doesn't cost any money. <laughs> oh, no excuse. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I, it's it's important for us to value our words. It's important for us to understand what comes out of our mouth is what manifests itself in our lives. And when we begin to put more and more weight on those things, God can begin to honor those things more because we're going to start speaking what He's saying. I I, I want when I dis- I want when I speak something for it to come to pass. Because God has called us to go into the nations and lay hands on the sick, right? But if you were just bad-mouthing your mother two days ago, and now you're trying to go out in, in public and heal sick, how can you put stock in what you're saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? If you were calling that guy that cut you off every name but brother, and then now you're out there trying to minister, how are you going to put weight on your words? How are you going to have confidence that when you speak something, it's going to happen? Because you don't want it to happen when it's the bad stuff, but you want it to happen when it's the good stuff. You understand what I'm saying? Understand the contradiction there? Watch what comes out of your mouth. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. I, I don't know what God's plans are for this church other than what he's told me. I don't know if we're going to get into a bigger building someday. I don't know if we're going to have a school. I don't know if we're going to have missionaries that are sent out. I don't, I don't know the answers to all these questions, but what I do know is that if we can't align our words with what he says, it will never happen. We'll never understand the possibilities if we don't speak what he's saying. We'll never understand the vision that he has, and this works for your life as well. You'll never touch things that you didn't know you could touch if you can't fix what you're saying. Every day of your life that you're here on this earth, you have a job. You have a purpose, and you have a plan. There's no retiring, right? That doesn't happen. Not while you're here. You may retire from a job. That's great. You just got way more time on your hands to go minister the gospel. Praise the Lord for that. That's awesome. There's no retiring here. Every day of your life, you've got a plan and a purpose, but you'll never fulfill it if you can't control your tongue. Micah, you're speaking death. I'm speaking scripture. I'm not cursing you. I'm saying that if we can control our mouths, control our tongues, control our language, our, our world of influence, our, our scope, our, our place and time will begin to change and be transformed, and that will include people around us and people in our sphere. Amen? Let's stand up. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tandy Love Church podcast. For more information, visit us online at www.tannylovechurch.com and also check us out on social media on Instagram and Facebook at Tandy Love Church.